Get After It podcast, where we talk about what it is, but we're more interested in what gets you from the before picture to the after. Joe Ryan is a Marine vet. Brian Gustafson's an Army vet, both from Montana, and they sold cars together 15 years ago. Now they both like talking with people on different topics they're passionate about. Yeah, we do. All day long. We're so ready to talk about all the things that we're passionate about and other people as well um, that we was that Brian, Brian had to go get the, the 10 questions because we forgot to put them in front of us. I, but I, I forgot. But not, we've got them now. That's not his fault because we just did a quick change, location change. And not only did we get over from uh, the cool Al Banco Cafe, now we're in uh, the, the world famous Mighty Mo Brewing Company here downtown. Um, Great Falls and so it was cool I just called them real quick and they're like we're under construction we don't have the office place ready the upstairs is closed and then I I, I asked I sweet talked them and was like come on you know just doing this little podcast and they're like cool we have the place upstairs well it'll be closed but you guys can just go up there and you'll have to serve yourselves and all that and I was like done and we get up here and Brian's got to go pretty soon because he's got another appointment coming up and um, we had to search for there's no power up here so we had to like <laughs> we had to run like an extension cord and they, Joe's got an injured knee and it's upstairs and he's going mm-hmm. up and down and he knows them better than I do so he's got to do kind of the the plug-in things yeah. behind the bar they're moving things out of the way like the like stacks of like uh, you know where you stack the trays of dirty stuff and like they're moving that out of the way Go, oh there's you know power back here we had to like run a cord all the way down to the bottom floor just to have power up here but this is, this is the, the get after it kind of attitude we're expecting from all you listeners. I'm looking, when, when Joe mentioned the world famous Mighty Mo, it actually, their, their beer does travel far and wide. And some of you may have heard of the Lip Ripper and Damn Fog. Yo. Those are like uh, Smoke Jumper, that might be one too. Those are like the three like most famous ones. Uh, of the local brewery. They kind of make their way around, definitely around Montana. Uh, I think I've heard of other people finding them like out of state as well. And so, yeah, this is the Mighty Mo. They do live music quite often. They do outdoor events. They have good food. My wife and I were just here actually yesterday on a date night and we had, they have a, like a chicken pizza. Mm. uh, Buffalo blue. And we get it without the blue cheese. My wife doesn't isn't a huge fan of blue cheese. I'm okay with it. Like I, it's not like my super favorite, but I'll definitely eat it. I, it's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And so we did it without blue cheese. Their crust on their pizza. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they did good. It's so good. And then we had uh, wings, the traditional wings, and they were honey something. Honey sriracha, bacha. Yes, yes. Yeah. Honey sriracha. Really, really, really good wings. Oh yeah. And there's a football game going on. It's a good atmosphere, good place to be. So that's where we're at. Coming to you for part due. To be continued, part due. Well, that would mean that this one will be to to be continued. It won't be. This will be the conclusion. The conclusion to the part uno. Yeah, so episodes, I think it's going to work out to be 25 and 26 are like sister episodes. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, there's there's a common thread of the 10 questions. Joe and I are long-winded, and we went long-winded, and we wanted to split this into two. So here's the deal. I decided without talking to Joe, so the Joe surprise, Mm -hmm. Uh this will be a bonus episode if 
we get people to take part in the toot your own horn. Okay. So uh, the reason we're recording this back to back is because I'm going I'm going away for four days solo hunting elk, and normally we'd be recording during those times. So Joe's sacrificing his his time, and we're we're making this work. But if I come back from elk hunting, and you guys have have tagged get after it, you've shared on our page or you tagged us on Instagram, a toot your own horn moment or moments, there's several of you that do it, Right. we're going to put this out as a bonus because I want to do an episode as soon as I get back to celebrate the toot your own horn. Yeah. Um, so if you guys do that, this will be a bonus episode. Cool. It won't, be, it won't be episode 26. It'll be bonus episode number one. Yeah. Bonus episode number one coming at you or episode 26. So let's get some, let's get some engagement on the toot your own horn. But that, what I'm saying right now plays no no weight in it because by the time you hear it we'll already have made the decision that's that's sure yeah. so you'll know if this is just a bonus and you're like oh my goodness they just put out a random episode on a sunday or something mm-hmm. it'll be because you guys were awesome yep you're awesome and if uh, we do do that um if we do do, do do if we do do the toot your own horn um i'm gonna try to make sure because i've been trying to think i've been trying to remember to bring in my trumpet you know, so it wouldn't be something that was beyond location. I couldn't just like to- tootle away on my tooting horn in this in this bar right here um, because we'd get too many people looking at us. But it, once we get back to one of them into the, in the church mm-hmm. or in a quiet place, uh, I'd like to bring in the tooting of my horn um, to commemorate and make an honorable ceremony out of anyone else that that was kind enough to share mm. with us their story. And another option you could do is you could record it at home mm-hmm. and bring it on your phone and we could share it mm-hmm. that way as oh, well. That will absolutely be one of our new um, sound effects. Sound effects. I'm yeah. going to figure out some little, like whatever I can get done, like whatever it's a, yeah, like something, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever I can figure out, I'll record some, get them on my phone and then just send them to you in the little MP3s and, we'll, and then we'll, we'll upload them. We'll upload them onto here and there'll be buttons that we have problems with constantly. Oh, and that'll be, um, it'll, I just decided that it should definitely be like the little intro noise for that segment. Like yep. whenever we're going to do yep. it, we'll have an actual horn played by me. I learned how to do it on the show kind of and maybe maybe we could do like some of my bugles mixed in oh perfect we could mix it we need both of those yes yeah and so we'll do like a, a song somehow we'll, we'll figure this out i'm excited actually to figure this out could you send me so what i need from you because i could absolutely make a song and like, like remix it yes i know how to yeah. use these use these devices to do it and the whatever software but what i need from you is the different bugles like each color it kind of what and then and then just a little quick explanation of like well here's a here's a lady here's a lady elk in the or here's a man yep, elk yep, or yep, whatever yep i and can then, totally do that and then we'll know and then it'd be really cool because i mean you told me that the the man elk sounds really manly or whatever so yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll have the the manly elk call anytime we start talking about something macho yeah or something. <laughs> okay I'll, I'll do that i'll record it uh on my phone or or maybe i'll just pull this thing out and record it on this but that's like a mini so it's a mini get after a project for us let's have yep. it done by i mean let's have it it'd be cool if we could have it done by that uh monday or tuesday that we would be so, recording so the... i'll record it on my phone in the woods oh perfect. i will literally be in the woods recording it on my phone because i'll be doing those calls 
and I'll, I'll get I'll get a bunch of uh, sound recordings, at least one, you know, one good one that we can use for the um, the trumpet part, yeah. of the toot, toot your own horn, and then we'll have the bugle your own b- bugle, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> bu- 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 bugle. You know, I did uh, I did a little bit of research on that before we get into the ten questions, um, and it was weird, you know. So I think. And I guess I should have this in front of me, but I, uh, the word bugle and trumpet, I believe, is interchangeable. Yep. And so it's just, you know, when they when they had the bugles made with the, the little buttons on them, that's just what they are now. That's the, the style. That's the horn with the buttons on it. And so they used that so they could play more notes. So um, the trumpet's been around since about 3,000 years. They actually found a trumpet in King Tut's tomb. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so it's a uh, it's been used forever for religious ceremony, for wartime signaling. Um, it was used as a um, to it was like one of the first phones, you know. So in wartime, it would be the trumpet was the only thing you could hear from long distances. So they're yeah. kind of like your comm guy, your radio guy. Yeah, and so you would you would protect him at all cost. Right, like know? like also like uh, the visual cell phone was like the guide on and flag bearer, right? So you knew where the front line was at, and they. Could, they tried to guard him, but even if they couldn't, so that was the first thing yeah. somebody took over. They wouldn't grab a sword or a shield. They'd grab that um, flag or the guide on if it fell over. Yeah, yeah, exactly and right. And so those, those guys were protected because they were communicating to the troops, like, where to go, what to do, mm-hmm. where the front line was, are we attacking, are we retreating, all yeah. of that. And this, this bugle trumpet thing is just so, I mean, such fertile ground for all the metaphors about what we're going to be talking about with getting, getting after things and communicating and all. So I just like it. It's a, it's a cool, it's a cool metaphor. Yeah. And we're going to do like, like you've, you've just presented some research. I've, I've been trying to research, uh, the history of the actual elk bugle, kind of hard to find. So I'm going to actually take a trip to the library and check out some books, you know, and, yeah. and figure it out. But in the meantime, uh, they've been elk calling as long as humans have been hunting. So however, however long you believe humans have been around, they're, they're actually estimating now like it could actually be six figures, like hundreds of thousands of years that, um, uh, oh, wow, I just totally lost the name. Um, Carbon dating? No? No, 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 no. no. Uh, the type of humanoid. Uh, oh. A ne- Neanderthal or okay. Neanderthal, however you want to say that. And then there's also another one. Um, but in, in the form we are, if you believe in evolution, mm-hmm. From from ape to Neanderthal, that version, mm-hmm. the actual you know bi bipedal hominid, yeah. as long as they've been hunting, they've been trying to emulate animals' calls. That makes sense. To, to try to to fool them. So whether they were hunting birds or mammals or reptiles or you know whatever would make a noise, they've tried to emulate it. Mm-hmm. And the elk. They, they, there was never like a, a business that was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this until like the '70s, I think. But they were trying to emulate the elk calls, you know, prior to that, using even like uh, grass oh. as as the reed in between your thumbs, right? Uh, you, what you used to do as a kid, you know. And and so I'm gonna get a little bit more research. Mm-hmm. Want to find out maybe like the first company? I actually feel that the first like a like um, prototype. Elk bugle was made out of a wiffle ball bat, just like you said. It kind of looks like that. I think that's the hmm. first one they cut off the ends of it and turned it into a, a, a bugle. And uh, I think it was in Montana actually when when the, where they in, invented this or not not invented it. It was already around, but when they started to like decide they wanted to market it, yeah, um, it was in Montana. 
And so we'll, we'll bring more research to this. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, but just like you, I should have it. In, I should have that information in front yeah. of me. So if we've spoke incorrectly, um, that's for you, the listener, to weigh and judge. You know, if we're right or wrong, or right. you could just believe us and then share it as truth. Yeah, just believe every and that's word what we say. That's what we would prefer. Yeah, just don't question anything we say. Yep. Just, <laughs> just believe it all, soak it in, and then share it with your friends as truth. Mm-hmm. And if you get called out, then you can blame us. Oh, I heard it. Don't say us. Don't say no. the get after a podcast. Just say, oh, I heard it on a podcast. Yeah, heard it on a I, local I podcast. I do that quite often. I'm like, oh. You know, and that might not be right because I heard it. I, you know, I heard it on a podcast. You know how podcasts can be. Yeah, they can. They can be that way. All a bunch of <laughs> BS and opinion. So, from the last podcast to either this bonus episode or episode twenty-six, we were uh, going through the ten questions as we normally would do with mm-hmm. an interviewee, mm-hmm. but we were going through them as Joe and Brian, and we ended on question five. So now we're at question six, which. You get to ask Joe. Your house is on fire. Actually, yeah, your house is on fire. And um, you have time enough to grab three things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you can, you know, if it's a heavy thing, if it's a group of pictures that can be counted as one thing, and you have enough time to do so, and everything is on fire, including your unattached garage. So if you want your truck, you got to actually use that as one of the items. Yeah. So what, what are the three things? So would you would you choose and anything in the garage like if you keep your fishing yeah. poles out there yeah. I guess whatever that is. So my wife, I'm not. <laughs> she's already saying I'm not saying my wife. Um, she's you know the living things are all. Oh, out I forgot of the house. to say the living yeah, things the living are things all things are already out of yep. the house. Okay. Um, but my wife is not a hoarder, right? Um, mm-hmm. By any like, there's no way you could ever call her a hoarder. Because we've bought in like um, kitchen gadgets, you know, you'll buy like a pressure cooker or a mm-hmm. toaster oven or, mm-hmm. you know, these things. And if we don't use it for a month or two, it's gone. Like she's like, it's out of here. Facebook marketplace, give it to a friend, throw it in the garbage. Whoa. So we don't have a ton of like, I, I get to keep a few things. When my mom passed away, uh, she was a hoarder. Like the complete opposite of my wife. Mm-hmm. And she had so many things, pictures and whatever. And so I have some of that, uh, but we don't have a ton of things that are like super sentimental that are around the house. Mm-hmm. I don't want to discredit anybody that's answered pictures or photos. Mm-hmm. All of them are on my phone. Yeah. Right? Got, like like they're digitally, they're in the cloud. I don't need to save any pictures. Yeah. Uh, the Christian answer is Bible. Mm-hmm. That's also on my phone. Yeah. So I don't need to grab that. I don't need to like risk my life to go back in there. Mm-hmm. If my wife made fresh baked cookies, I'd want those. You want to get those? Like if there's any baked goods in the house, mm-hmm. fresh, fresh I, I would grab those. Yeah. I would probably grab some of like this. This is going to sound so dumb, but I don't care. I'm just being real. Mm-hmm. I would grab some of my supplements. So every morning after I, before a workout, I have like a little pre-workout yeah. powder. Mm-hmm. After the workout, I have a protein shake. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the day, I drink this stuff called Enduro. And it really just gives you electrolytes in your water. And it makes, I, I don't like drinking plain water. Okay. But all I drink is water. And so I like to add flavor to it. And it's a sugar-free option. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like, I'm like, oh, the house is on fire. Okay. Uh, all the things are out that I care about family and pets mm-hmm. everything else is replaceable the stuff I'm going to need in the next few days before I can replace said things mm-hmm. is that I'm going to need my, my baked goods and mm-hmm. my, my, my workout supplements 
things to get fat and then things to make you as yeah, fat. Right, right. Those are totally contradictory <laughs> of each other. I didn't even think of that. But like those are my favorite things that I'd, I like to have. My wife especially makes me cookies every time I go out uh, to go hunting. And, and they're my favorite treat. Wow. Um, I, have, I have great food when I go out there because you, you actually aren't super hungry. So you have to have food that you like in order to eat it. And uh -huh. most people like they want to bring this like gross tasting, easy packable stuff. I, I rather like have like the weight of fresh baked cookies. Uh -huh. And like I bring <laughs> tortilla shells and little peanut butter cups and mm -hmm. single serve honey. And I, I was going to tell you in the last episode, mm -hmm. when you're talking about the perfect cup of coffee yeah. with honey in it, yeah. the first time I tried honey in my coffee was this last weekend when I was out uh -huh. and I put honey in my coffee. Ah. Delicious. Right delicious something about it so black rifle coffee makes a almost like a like a tea bag for coffee oh so, like so all i have to do is serve yeah it's a single of. serve instant it's not the powder that goes in like I, they do that as well that's like the instant coffee mm -hmm. but they have this like i can't remember what they call it but it, it is yeah it's just like a, a tea bag and the easiest way to make coffee in the field it's very light. I throw that little tea bag in there. I have a quick little burner that warms up water and like, like boils water in like a minute. Mm -hmm. And then I mixed honey and I had, I had powdered milk. Ooh. And so I had a little bit of cream. Little cream, little honey. Little honey. Oh, such a good thing at 4.30 in the morning out in the mountains. You're like, whoa. You my feel my like, life is so good right now. So good. That was a whole sidetrack. Joe, your house is on fire. Mm-hmm. All the living things have made it out safely. I'm with you. You are able to bring up two, three things. What are you going to save out of your house that's not a living thing? And let's not go down the roads of, like, attached garage, detached garage. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like your, your entire domicile is, is going to burst into flames. Yeah, yeah. You got to bring three things. What are they? Yep. Well, you don't have to bring three, but three is the limit. Hmm. Yeah, let me think here. Mm. You know, I would bring. I would just bring my guitar, my number one. That's my '67 Gibson. That's a three three quarter sized classical guitar that I play at most every of my solo shows. Because I is think it, is it acoustic or not not acoustic? It's like an acoustic electric. So it's an acoustic, like a regular classical guitar. So you can play it acoustic, but you can yep. also plug it into an amp. Yep. Okay. So it's both. Yep. Um, so I would use that so that I could, I mean, if I was destitute and this fire totally wiped me out, mm -hmm. all I need is a guitar. I can, I can go into any bar or any street corner, talk myself into a show, get into an open mic, find some people, find some opportunity, and I'd be back on top, baby. You'd be entertaining. Yeah, right I'd be away. entertaining. Yeah. Yep. Um, and shoot, I'd write a song about the fire and then basically become a millionaire. You know? Yeah, okay. I'd make it all back like this. Yeah. You know. Um, second, I would. I'd have to bring my trumpet because I'm just so. Yeah, I'd bring. I'd bring uh, my great great aunt Almarie's, um, who basically. So my earliest memories, I was raised. Um, in my great great aunt Almarie's house in Porter to Washington on King Road, I remember, and she had a broken in half um, violin, mm -hmm. 
and it was like her violin when she grew up and all this stuff and it's and again it's not one of these like amazing violins but if you were to buy it today or something like that or maybe back then it would be seven or eight hundred dollars so one of these kind of good pretty good i mean but you know violins go up to ten thousand and thirty thousand dollars so it it was a pretty good um violin and i um i i had my eye on it all those years and one day i asked for it i think for a birthday present from my mom because it was my mom who owned it Mm -hmm. and i was like can i can i just have that can I just fix it? I just want to learn to play. You know, I've had my eye on it all these years, and she she relented and gave it to me for a birthday or Christmas present. And I spent some money on it, and I did learn to play it. And it's on the it's now on the waiting list. Now I'm doing trumpet. The next one I want to do is violin in memory of my great great aunt Almarie. Um, those are the ones. You know, I feel like so those are the three things: the, the guitar, three things, my the guitar, three, the three quarter. Acoustic slash electric yep. guitar. My Gibson the trumpet, the classic. My because trumpet. that's your current get after it thing. That's my current thing. And then the violin, because it's violin. your next thing. But you already know how to play the violin. Kind of, yep. I took a, um, a class locally from a lady named Madison, Madison Johnson. And at the time, she was part of the Cascade Quartet. Does she have a square garden? <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be cool if Madison had a square Madison. garden. <laughs> Uh, no. Sorry, that's Sorry. okay. Madison Square. Um, <laughs> but no, I, um, I I got I got a hold of her because I think we knew each other too because she would come to open mics, okay, and things like. But you know, she's a more of an orchestra player, and so we usually don't hobnob in the same same places, which yeah, is which is kind circles. of yeah, kind of really cool about her and um, her friend at the time, Megan Carls, who was uh, I think she's still around here. Maybe she went to Billings or something like that as a violin player. But anyways, I digress. I, I took some lessons with her children's class. So like I'd be waiting and like, you know, her the person who was right before me was like an eight year old or something. Right, 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 right. And then or maybe like another person was a high schooler that could play like Super good, and I'd be right. like, I'd be like, hot cross buns, hot cross buns. Yeah, I was, right. I was not very good, but I did go through that class. I forced myself through it, just like this last trumpet deal, where I signed up for these classes. I committed myself, and I wanted to learn the basics, and so yeah, that's what I did, and it was such a fulfilling experience. But I, it didn't get me, I, so I didn't have a plan after that. I didn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with a violin, so I've been I'd put it down. But that's kind of another another thing I'd like to do is pick it up again, take some more lessons, and then get it in front of people and play it with people. And so, yeah, give me give me some musical instruments, and I'm happy as a clam. Basically, oh, I want to hear you play "Devil Came Down to Georgia." I could try that. Yeah, <laughs> that that that'll be your next get after it. Is you know you'll set a date, and by this date, Joe Ryan will play for. Brian, Devil Came Down to Georgia. Yeah, sure I could do that. Well, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for some souls to steal. Hey, I think Brooks and his wife are sitting down down behind you. Yep, over that shoulder. Emily, Emily Lindquist. Yep, and I think that is her. But I didn't see Brooks. I think it's right next. I think he was sitting right next to her. They can't. Oh, ca- they not can't, currently. 
Okay. Well, they can't come up and say hi because we're it's a, closed. It's closed to it's, the it's general public. It's strictly for podcasters. Yeah, that's what's cool about. Thanks again for Mighty Mo for letting us come up here and just. Uh, oh, there's some people who are um, going to try to come up here. They must be working on yeah, construction they're, they're, or something. Yeah, construction workers and podcasters. The only people allowed up here. Yep, they can do it. Yep. And maybe they're not. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, gonna quite, gonna right we're going to move on to the next question, which is... Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, I remember when I was young, um, just different demographics of music that I would hear in the vehicle as I was driving around. What kind of music did you grow up with, and how did that affect your music today? Um, and this is question seven. Um, I grew up with... So when I was uh, very, very early, early young child I did I was listening to jazz in mm-hmm. my um, because I was raised by an older lady my great great aunt was already in her I think 80s right and so um, I was listening to all that good stuff and so um, and then it was and my so that was her and then my mom and my parents kind of listened to I don't know 60s and 70s kind of classic rock that sort of deal mm-hmm um, and then I, w- I moved to Montana where I was, um, what I would say, forced to listen to um, 90s and 80s country, country music. Ooh. And so for a long time, I was against country music. I mm-hmm. did not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wished it would go away and not be a thing. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I didn't play much uh, jazz music. Um, and then when I decided to become a musician, um, I decided to do Irish drinking music because I thought that would be cool and easy to sell to bars and I could get and, myself And you're gigs. Irish. And I'm Irish. Yeah. It just kind of makes sense. Uh, but then through that, you know, because when you have a job as someone who plays other people's music, you kind of get a you kind of get a pass. And especially when you're a solo acoustic, no one is expecting you to play the song like a hundred percent the way the song goes. Right. You know, I, I basically play the acoustic version of every song, and so my my likes and tastes just expanded from there. And I realized that I like certain country music. I really like old-timey country, like Hank Williams and Merle Haggard, and um, I kind of like some of this uh, outlaw country with, um, you know, Willie Nelson and um, even Ray Charles. He did a country album that I just love. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, you got to listen to some Ray Charles country. And I think that's what got me, is it, it, I, I loved when I was a kid to go to churches that had gospel music, but the gospel music that was more... Um, associated with like african-american churches you know and so it was more r&b it was yeah. more yeah so so those soulful styles of music are now what i what i really love so i love soul music i love r&b music i love certain types of even that style of church gospel music that has that feel yeah um nothing i can find around here currently by the way if any pastor is listening um and you want to get something started and you want to do that style of music i will i will move mountains to get it started because it's just the best music that you could ever ever in your life and if you're wondering well what is he talking about um there's a guy called let me look him up it's robert Robert Cross. That's a, so what he does is he's a um, a steel guitar player. So a steel guitar, it looks kind of like a, it looks like you play it on a table. It's flat, has like ten strings, and it has pedals. So it's like a pedal oh, yeah, steel yeah, yeah. guitar. Oh yeah, you've talked about this before. Yep, I think his name is Robert Johnson. Just let me. 
So, so the church that you might stand a chance at that is called Living Grace. Maybe. Living Grace Church, Pastor Andre Murphy. Um, pedal steel. I'm, it's definitely not that. It's not Robert Johnson. That's the old blues guy. Um, Robert Randolph. So please listen. Randolph. Please listen to Robert Randolph and the family band. Um, it's a great story. He, um, it's a, it's a very specific brand of church music, church gospel music. Um, and they, they have, it's like they have their own, like it's a karate belt system. You know, like it's not it's not one of these places that anyone just comes and and picks up a tambourine and can and can just join in, join in the church band. Every one of these steel guitar players started as a drummer. And if you can't learn how to drum and you can't do that, then you don't get to progress onto the next instrument. (laughs) And because these pedal steel is these are the lead instruments. And so, um, yes, you got to listen to this guy. Um, and there's there's even a channel. I think it's called the Sacred Steel, because um, and because because most of this music comes from the church, they actually refer to it as Sacred Steel. But the the music is just like you would you would you'd hear it and go, man, what's this great blues music? What's this great rockin' feeling R and B music that I'm hearing? And okay. then when you listen to the words, well, it just so happens to be about you know God and the Bible and angels and all that kind of stuff. But that's what I mean. It's so specific, and I would. What, and what was the church around here recently? Uh, it's, called, it's called Living Grace. But now that you're Living describing Grace. the music okay. in a little bit more detail, I yeah. don't. I don't think you're going to find it there. Maybe not. I was okay. just thinking. You know, it's a. It's a predominantly an African American church. I would check it out because I like a. Does Chrysalis is Chrysalis a pastor? Do you know Chrysalis? Um, no, nope, I don't know. And I know pretty much every pastor in town yeah, okay. because she's of my, pa- my job. Maybe she's not a pastor then, um, but she's a. Um, hmm, I'm probably confusing her with somebody because I think I, I happened upon a church like that, mm-hmm. and uh, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, eh, well, this isn't exactly what I was. I'm, it's a very right. specific type of music. It wasn't their fault. I'm just. Anyways, okay. I digress so many times. The next question on the list is for. You, Brian, have we? Have you answered the? Okay, good. Uh, the next question is for you. Now you were driving around with your grandpa, and mm-hmm. I think the reason why I thought you answered the question is because I answered it. You kind of answered as, it as I you a- asked the question. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go pretty quick. But go ahead and finish a- a- asking the question. So every time you say it, you say you were driving around with your grandpa, and mm-hmm. you're driving around with your um, parents, and they had s- particular types of music. Yeah. So we we we. Remind us what those um, genres were, and then mm-hmm. let us know where you're at now. Okay. So the first thing I have to say is I'm horrible at telling you, like, artists. And so there's times when you're like, this artist. And I'll just kind of say, mm-hmm, because I know by, by me agreeing or disagreeing, it isn't going to change the outcome of the story. Right. Most of the time, I don't know who you're talking about. That's okay. And so this time, <laughs> when you met, mentioned Robert Randolph, I actually looked it up on Spotify so I can play it yeah. later. Listen, so I can just kind of get a feel for the music. Some. Yeah, you'll like it. Um, so yeah, driving around with my grandpa, it was, you know, oldies at the time. I, I, I guess it'd be almost like classic so now. Like, I don't know like, what they... It's like doo-wop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, James do. Brown. Okay. Right? Like, like James Brown. That uh, I would call... Elvis Presley. That I would call soul music. Mo- Motown. Rock and... Classic rock. Classic, classic I think, rock. I think like classic rock is about what it'd be called. It, even, it was the oldies radio station. Maybe even original rock. Because he had like a 1957 Crown Victoria he'd re... 
redone. Yeah. And it was a beautiful car, and it would just get the you know the AM FM mm-hmm. radio, and it was oldies rock we were listening to. But I, I really feel that the the definition would be classic rock. Cool. And so if you if you put on just about any James Brown right now. I, I could sing along with it. Oh my gosh. And, and thoroughly enjoy it. And then with my mom, so my parents were divorced at a younger age. I don't remember much music before that. That's why we get along, by the way, is that James Brown thing. Like that's the root oh, of everything. Everything that's yeah. good I love in, in James music Brown. comes yeah, from love James, James Brown. Brown. Yeah. Uh, my mom would listen to country. So the, the, okay. the 90s, early 2000s, like late 80s. Garth uh, Brooks. Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, Reba McIntyre. Okay. Um, and I only know these names because, like, back then it was CDs, right? And yeah. she'd have me, like, go through the CDs. And so I've seen all the Garth Brooks albums. And Alan Jackson was one I actually kind of listened to a little bit. Mm-hmm. The first tape I ever had that I'd listened to while mowing the lawn mm-hmm. was Queen. There you go. So there was one Queen album that I know I could, like, recite. Um, Fat Bottom Girls. Love that song. Like whatever album that is, I could recite every song on that album because mm-hmm. that's that's what I listen to every time I was mowing along. Then the next, you know, uh, uh, CD or tape I remember getting is the Adam Sandler, um, like comedy. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was called "They're All Gonna Laugh at You." Okay, <laughs> right. Um, and so I got that, and my grandma got in trouble. She bought it for me because my cousin introduced me to it, and his mom had bought it for him. And then I told my grandma, "Well, that." You know, my cousin has this. Can you buy it for me? And she did, but it was like explicit lyrics, right? Yeah. And my mom found out. She's like, I can't believe you bought that for him. You know, (laughs) and I still like listened to it, loved it, all the Adam Sandler stuff, which isn't music. Like there were some songs like uh, Lunch Lady Land. Okay. Yeah. You know, hilarious. Yeah. Just funny songs. Um, And so then as I get older, I know that what I can say about my music choice is that I don't like Enya. Um, my wife would listen to um, um, only time who can see the go right like that like the Enya I just I did not actually now though I can listen to it but I think I made fun of my wife so much that, like, I kind of can't. You're guilty. Yeah, I'm guilty out. if I listen to it. Yeah. My Because of my, my diverse background, I can listen to any music and actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. In high school, it was, like, whatever high schoolers were listening to. Eminem, Kid Rock, Limp Bizkit. Mm-hmm. I listened. Um, I had a friend that was in a band, um, Jeremy Pappenfuss, and he listened to, um, like, uh, Rage Against the Machine, um, you know, di- different things along those lines, like some like screamer band, hard, hard rock kind of things. And so I can really listen to anything. Um, and I don't really, when I'm in the vehicle by myself, I listen to podcasts. Okay. And, and that has to do with my hearing loss. I can understand when people are doing spoken word okay. on my radio, but I can't understand lyrics to songs when I'm hearing music with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So church is fun because they have the lyrics up there. 
and I can I can read along. When I really start to enjoy a song, I'll have made up words in my head that they're saying. Yeah. They're way off, uh-huh. and I'll like read the lyrics, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of laugh about it. Like, oh, that's okay. kind of a thing I do around the house now. Is like a song will come on, and I'll I'll sing the lyrics that I heard and uh-huh. have memorized. Uh-huh. They're they're just so wrong, you know. They're, they're about toast and and making the bed, yeah. you know. But that's not what they're talking about. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of my choice now is just whatever anybody else is listening to, I'm fine with. Um, but, I, 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 you know, it's almost like food and how it can bring up memories and, and you can remember stuff. So I, I actually enjoy listening to older, I mean, now it's older, 30 years old country because it reminds me of my mom. I enjoy listening to oldies, classic, classic rock because it reminds me of my grandpa. And, and so those, if I had to choose, it would be either my high school genre stuff, mm-hmm. Kid Rock, Eminem. Yeah. I think Eminem is one of the best lyricists that has ever existed. Yeah. Um, and so I enjoy actually, um, this, this is weird, but I like almost like celebrating his greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you listen to some of the weird rhymes he makes and how he changes the tempo with his voice and just just honoring to, to that kind of thing and so honestly like it's just good if it's good music yeah and somebody worked for it then I like it yeah yeah and and so that's kind of the answer there we're gonna move on and I would recommend you do um, you listen to more James Brown just yeah I'm gonna have to like get in your car we're talking about it right now and like, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this one first the Rodney Robert oh yeah Robert Randolph. Robert Randolph and the family band. But right before the gym tomorrow, just put on some James Brown. Because that's what I, I've been thinking that I'm going to um, bring in a, a playlist for the gym. Uh, because, like, sometimes there's good music when we're working out. And sometimes it's the same thing you heard the day before. And sometimes it's just garbage that no one's paying attention to. And I wish that I would have, <laughs> I wish I would have helped and just given them, like, you know, we don't work out for that long. Like, 18 minutes of songs is not that many. Yeah. You know, so I could figure. And the thing is, the cool thing is, like, you could do, like, a James Brown song. And then also, um, I remember in wrestling, the song that makes me really want to lift weights or wrestle hard or get get after it the most is, like, that Ozzy Osbourne song, I Am, uh, the Iron Man song. Mm-hmm. Doesn't everyone use that song yeah. in high school? Probably. You doing that right now is making me sweat. Like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's do, let's get a five, fifteen yeah, more okay. reps. So in. you need to d- develop a playlist, and I want to hear it this week at the gym. I'll try to get it on on Friday because I'm gonna do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. Okay. Because now that I know that I can come in no matter how I'm feeling and just do something, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Okay. So next question. So we can maybe even get this done on time, baby. Yeah. Um, we did the music. Now we are doing, how did you eat growing up? What did you eat in your house? Like what, what kind of styles of food? Was it fast foods? Was it home cooked foods? And then how does that kind of um, dictate how you eat now? Okay, I'm going to give a quick answer because I want to, I want to, want to give a quick answer okay. um, I, and I've also kind of led into this before when, when we've talked with guests as well and so my mom was like a, a hearty American meal kind of person uh, cheap but fill you up so like I, when I think of this is like spam casserole is what she called it which is macaroni and cheese can yeah. of peas and spam yep. all in the same pot I'll fill you up um, and, and different kind of casseroles like that goulash 
Yep. You know, like like you can just pack in a bunch. You'll have leftovers. It's going to fill you up. Lots of carbs, breads, rolls, yep. different things. My grandma was all home cooked, fried. Uh, her or the favorite thing to have at my grandma's was fried chicken with homemade, you know, biscuits and gravy mm-hmm. out of the fried chicken crispy bits you know Um, German chocolate cake my mom used to make a three layer homemade from scratch German chocolate cake every year for my birthday with the chocolate coconut frosting all of it homemade from scratch Uh, so that was awesome Uh, but then my my parents went through a health food kick right before they got divorced and so then we started eating like spaghetti with tofu and I remember like this period in my life that was just like gross food then once they divorced it was fast food okay right and back to like the macaroni and cheese and, and spam casserole stuff. Yeah. And and so now I went through this this decade of being a pastor where it's like potluck oh, is yeah. like the thing, right? And I, I gained a bunch of weight. Potluck and, that, and taking people out for meals at restaurants. Right, right. Yep. And, and just a ton of, there's so much revolves around food when you're a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, baked goods and, and whatnot. And, uh, and so now, now that I've gone through this, this uh, transformation and, and lost a bunch of weight, uh, it's a, a protein shake in the morning. Sometimes I'll throw in, depending on how hungry I am, like a couple eggs or uh, like an oatmeal cereal, kind of like a, a granola cereal of some sort with okay. soy milk. I'll have like some kind of snack, maybe tuna, something like that, salad type thing for, for lunch. And then whatever anybody's having for dinner, so whatever my wife makes. And she is also like a hearty, mm-hmm. you know, kind of cook, but uh, she loves like baked chicken and uh, casseroles. Uh, she, we, we are a hamburger and taco family. Okay. Like, if she wants me to cook, we're having hamburgers or steaks or like maybe hot dogs on the grill. Okay. If she's cooking, it's like either like a baked chicken legs or thighs mm-hmm. or tacos, you know, like ground beef. We will sometimes we've made like homemade tortillas. We go nuts when it comes to tacos. Okay. We'll make our homemade salsa. Like we go crazy mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to tacos. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're very diverse. It sounds like we're not, but we actually we really try to be pretty diverse in what, what we eat. Mm-hmm. And trying new things, and, and you know, we did, went through a sourdough craze, and you know, all different things, and yeah. and baked goods. Cool. My wife's good at doing that. Um, so, Joe, what were your eating habits growing up, and how has that affected what you eat now? Um, I grew up very poor, and so we ate, you know, um, government cheese style stuff. Wick. Yeah, just wick style food. Um, and then uh, when I got off on my own, I uh, ate a lot of fast food because that was like it felt like being rich for a while. Remember when you could like yeah. buy your? W- w- remember when you could walk in with your own money for like the first time yeah. to a, a McDonald's or wherever, and you realized that you could order whatever you wanted. You could mm-hmm. and you could have you could have one of each if you wanted to if you had that money on you. Yeah, there was a period of time in high school when I had my job that they yeah. had 29-cent hamburgers and 39-cent yeah. cheeseburgers at McDonald's. Oh, I remember those, yeah, yeah. And we'd do 10 of each. Yep, I remember those. And it would be too. less than 10 bucks to get 20. Right. And so um, so that was with my mom. And now I summered with my dad because they were divorced um, mm-hmm. my, my whole life. I don't remember them being married. And so I would go down with him, and he was more of the triathlete sort of guy. 
And so I would I also have lots of memories with tofu in them. Yeah. So tofu and seaweed soups and uh, lots and lots of brown rice and lots of... Um, bland chicken. Bland everything. Yeah. Like you learned what carob was, like the replacement <laughs> for chocolate. Like you never, yeah. heard, never heard of this stuff before. And um, so that's that's what happened with that. And so then later on in life, I kind of I dabbled with both. You know, like I, I'm not a really good eater. Sometimes I'll I'll eat fast food, but then when someone puts tofu in front of me and, and is expecting me to recoil, like I I love that. I love brown rice. I love seaweed. I love sushi. I love I love everything. I love Indian food. And so what I think that did for me now is I have such an appreciation for all foods. Ah, uh, yeah, I relate to that so much. That I just I just I'm curious, you know. Yep. So when yep. I when I go to a restaurant, I never ever want the thing that I had last. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, man. I'm always on an adventure. We order food the same way then. Yeah. Yep. I just wanna you know, sometimes if I'm just you know, I want I'm I've come to this restaurant for that burger, of course I'll have that burger. And usually you've tried a few other things anyway. Yes. And you just know like I come here because I want this thing. I've tried other things. Yep. This is the one I this like. This is what they do here well. Yep. And when you want the new thing, you go to a new restaurant. Yep. That's yep. what I do. Oh. And um, I learn about um, food. And so um, that Alton Brown thing and looking at the cooking channel and um, learning a lot about America's Test Kitchen, which is a TV show slash you can buy their books and recipe books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just I recommend to everyone in the world buy their books on the pressure cooker buy it on the walk buy it on everything that they have any information for you because now I feel like I can cook anything like I can cook with a regular pressure cooker a wok I can make noodles by scratch and so growing up poor and not being able to afford food and then getting a little bit of money and then being able to afford whatever I wanted and then realizing I you can't, I mean, so you can afford as much fast food as you want, but you can't really put a, that, all, so much of that in your face before you can't eat it anymore. Right, it doesn't really right. taste good to you even. Yeah. And then you want, you want more and more expensive foods to satisfy that, that little poor kid in you that never got to eat like that. Yeah. And then you will, you, I mean, as a person who doesn't, I mean, I didn't go into finance or some high paying jobs. So I realized that I had to cook it myself. So that's how it influenced me today. Like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm a really good cook. Like my wife can, can, or I, or anyone can request anything and I will be like, cool, let's, let's look it up. And it can be a vegan meal. It can be, Hey, let's try something Vietnamese tonight. Let's try this. Oh yeah. I've, I've done a uh, general Tso's chicken, which is a, uh, isn't Chinese. You and I had this talk off of the podcast. Yeah. The so. the root they tried to find uh, you know finding General Sao or something like that. They were trying to find the root of it. It's just an American meal. But I made that at home. Right. And when you can make a hard meal like that, it's difficult with the weird like coating. So many and, ingredients. Yeah, so many ingredients. Yeah. And you got them all and you in Montana you have to go to three different grocery stores to find all those things. Yeah. It's such an adventure. Yep. And then it also like for me it's just as you're saying, it's like mm -hmm. so much of an experience yep. to be able to do that. I, I did. Uh, have you ever made asaboko? Asabuko? I feel like I have. And essentially, it's just like the forearm of an animal that you saw and you cook with the bones. And you can buy it like pre-cut, so you don't have to do that. But okay. like the bone is in there, and you cook it. And uh -huh. Almost like a stew type right. roast kind of thing. I've never made that, but I have had it. Yeah, okay. and so I did asabuco out of a, a deer last year Ooh. during COVID. Uh -huh. And once you make stuff like that, that just sounds so difficult. Like it, yeah. 
You're like, I can conquer the world. Yeah, I can I do can anything. Once you make your own sourdough from scratch, yeah. and it took you a week to feed this starter, mm-hmm. and then you make a sourdough loaf, or I made uh, sourdough banana bread. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. dude, I can conquer the world. Yes. Like, you can't. You can't. What are you doing? Yeah. When, when, whenever I, can I beat you in a race right now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, whenever I find myself in, like, some sort of meeting, some sort of professional environment where, yeah. where someone is obviously above me in some sort of high hierarchical order I'm, yeah. I'm always thinking to myself I mean you, you can talk to me like that right now but can you even make handmade noodles bro you, <laughs> you ain't got the skills right. why are you even breathing my air right now right. I mean I should be giving you the talking to there sir and I can see that, like it's a mistake <laughs> to talk about food with you and I yeah yeah because it's such a like deep part of our, our lives and it ties yeah. into like you know my interest in hunting and your interest in music is like the same kind of interest we have together in food yep that is that it's an experience it's a growth it's a learning opportunity it's it's a, a, a really a point that you can get after something uh, yeah it's just so cool um, culturally yep. but we got to move on we got to move on to question nine and I'm going to ask you Joe what did you want to be when you grew up um, so when I was super, super young, I wanted to be like a brain surgeon mm. or something like that, you know, yeah. like whatever the best thing was. Cause I was poor. Yeah. 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 And I wanted to help people and, you know, cause people would tell me, Oh, you've got so much potential young whippersnapper. Cause I was kind of smart. I guess they'd put me in the special classes for math and all this, you know, the, you know, ahead of my, you know, I was a, le- I was a, I was a little brainiac, I guess. Um, and that was in my elementary years. I didn't continue. So don't. I mean, don't be reading into that. Um, but then, but that you remember when you started to take those tests, those personality tests or those career tests? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so every single time I took one of those tests, every time I took one of those tests, it was like, you should be a radio host. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you should be a radio host or a journalist or a comedian or a musician. One of these wow. things, you should just yeah. do that. Yeah. And and then my teachers would go like, oh, dang, you kind of failed the test. Because <laughs> that's... <laughs> Because that's only for poor people. That's right. Like, if you right. don't, if like, if you're cool, just staying poor like you are, and eating top ramen, and maybe living on the street, and having to ask, you know, people with real jobs for money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So other, I mean, other, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe, yeah. you could, maybe you could be a teacher like me. You know, I'm happy. <laughs> maybe you could teach music to people. That would be fun, huh? And uh, so yeah, that was um, it. It's it is the reason why I never bought a guitar or, or pursued anything musical right. because um, of amazing people in your past that really encouraged that yeah. for you. Until I was twenty six. Sarcasm intended. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, one of them is my um, she um, out in Sims. She was my um, she was my counselor. My my she was, you have a counselor, whatever. Right, right. She was the school counselor. And um, she was like, yeah, you know, this music thing, you know, you don't want to go after that. That's not a good thing. You know, blah, blah, blah. Kind of giving me the same, the same spiel. Right. Um, fast forward. She is currently a musician in this town. <laughs> who? Um, Maybe she was inspired by you. Do you think she was inspired? Who doesn't work as much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and you can take that <clears throat> advice. And, <clears throat> yeah. So anyways. Um, so yeah, that's how, yeah, that's what I wanted to be when I grew up and I kind of am doing it and going after it. Like I'm like doing it right now as yeah, we talk. Yeah. Like podcasts weren't invented back then. So that's right. So you know, this is the new radio host. Right. 
And the, the cool thing about podcasts is I think people listen differently than they do on the radio. 100%. Yeah, that uh, people uh, are choosing to listen. They're not tuned out. They're, they're actually listening to, to the words you're saying, and they're, they're subscribing. And, you know, if they don't want to listen to you, they don't have to. Yeah, and so the podcasts are completely different, and I, I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, your turn. Numero diez. No, we're still on nine. You got to ask me. Oh, sorry. You're right. You're right. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Sorry. <laughs> so I don't want to say the exact same thing as Joe, okay. but I don't know if you saw me smiling while you were answering. I wanted to be whatever the most money making thing was. Okay. And I don't even really remember specifically like being poor. I don't think we were. Definitely when my parents divorced, we were on the poverty line, okay. you know. And yeah. Wick was a thing when oh, I was, yeah. you know, in middle school and high school. Sure. But uh, I just wanted to be whatever was, was rich. And then I started getting into soccer, and I wanted to be a professional soccer goalie. Oh, cool. Because there was this this guy, I can't even remember his name, but Bri- I remember his first name was Brian because it's the same as mine. And uh, he had long hair, and he was a great goalie for the Team USA. You can look him up. I'm not going to Google him right now. His but name is Brian Alexi. That sounds right. I had his soccer and he had, baseball card. And I think he had red hair. No. Ooh, he might have had brown hair. He was on the team. No, I remember they called him the Iron Curtain. Right, like he was just amazing. He was, really, he was amazing we when were you were good. in soccer. Yeah. And so it was just something I was kind of naturally good at. Every team I was on, I was the captain for. Oh, yeah, man. And, and so I'm like, well, I should just do this because I'm not good at other things. But when I was younger, before soccer... I was in all of the smart classes. Yeah. They called it SOAR. That's and so weird. I was in SOAR, and I immediately let Bri- Lazy Brian take over because I could pass tests really easy and realize I didn't have to do my homework. And as long as I passed all the tests, like I could like skate by. And so I graduated. There he is right there. Yeah, he did have red hair. All right. You were right. I mean, I don't know if he was the goalie, but. Yeah. Brian Alexi. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I, I let Lazy Brian take over, and I just wanted to skate through everything and have fun with friends and do whatever. Yeah, me too. I remember a teacher asking me one day, and he, he asked me this just out of nowhere. He said, so you're, you're probably pretty bored at school, huh? Yeah. And I literally was like, well, yeah. I, yep. I, I did not at that time know what he was talking about. Thanks, Mr. Green, for being so vague, yeah. by the way. Yeah, well, that, that same thing. I had many conversations with people that they're like, hey, you're probably just bored. You're not reaching your potential. You have so much, you know, potential to do better. And I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And everybody's using these same words, and I don't like them. Yeah. That's really, you're telling me I'm a failure. Yeah. You say and there's got to be, be a way better. to tell a child, like, differently than that. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but there's a better way to say it. Yeah. Um, I, I would say something like, hey, I feel like the adults in your life are failing you. Mm-hmm. Because you should be doing much more than right. this. Yeah, that sound that sounds better. Mm-hmm. How can I how can I help you? Mm-hmm. You know, let's, what's what motivates you? How can we you know use that to motivate you? Um, and so then, uh, when I would take all those tests, it said that I would be something in com- like communications or mm-hmm. management. Hey, there you go. Um, and so I kind of led with that. I started managing a Burger King at 17. Um, I was too young to be the general manager. Uh-huh. You had to be like of legal age. And so they made me a store supervisor. They almost wanted to put me on salary and I was still in high school. Um, and then in the military, I started like climbing the ranks. 
really fast. I made it to staff sergeant in four years, three and a half years, uh, E6. I think that's, that's pretty quickly. That's super quick. Um, and so management has just kind of been my thing. I really enjoy uh, crisis. Mm -hmm. and helping solve problems. Mm -hmm. But I also enjoy speaking. Now that I've become a pastor and, and doing that, like I, I enjoy speaking. And so that's communications is where we're at right now, right? Doing that's this podcast right. and I really like it. And it's what I do for a living. I communicate in front of churches uh, just about every Sunday I can and, and explain a foster crisis, you know, and I communicate and I'm a, a manager and, you know, all of that. And so... So yeah, that's that's kind of where all that went. We're doing it. Is that yeah. crazy? That is crazy. I mean, we're gonna do more. I mean, but we got to like the basic level of this is. Yeah. I mean, so those tests when we were little kids, like those were really good indicators. Like, they actually super, were. They super, actually super were super good. It was just what they did with that information may not have helped us very much. Yeah, I, I feel like I mean, because I bought my first guitar when I was 26, and people tell me that I'm a pretty good guitar player, and I'm like for, for not doing it. Your right. whole life. Right. Yeah. Or just or just, like just in general. Yeah, you're a pretty good guitar player. Pretty pretty good. Pretty decent. And I'm like, man, if I could have started 10 years before that, I'd be like Jimi Hendrix now. Right. You call me Joey Hendrix. <laughs> Something cool like that. Joey Hendrix. Yeah, I like that. Okay. All right. I think we're on the last question, Joe. Okay. So, uh, Brian, after you've been doing all your managing... And you're speaking in front of people, and you've had a hard week. What is that guilty pleasure that you like to, you, you just like, you earned it. And that's what you tell yourself right before you get it. And even it's, you almost feel guilty. You're just like, ugh, I, I'm glad my grandma's not watching me indulge in this. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, again, this is another question that I haven't thought about until right now. And it changed as you were asking the question. So, mm -hmm. like... Typically, I'll like shoot my bow in my backyard. Yeah, you know, as like a relaxing thing. Mm -hmm. But the I don't feel guilty doing that. Mm -hmm. What I feel guilty doing, but I enjoy, is like watching stuff on TV. You okay. know, so I'll I'll rewatch, you know, shows I like. Uh, have you watched the John Wick movies? Yeah, there's three of them. Yeah, I enjoy movie. So this is. As, as ex-military, you may understand this, but you learn how to use a weapon, mm -hmm. how, the, how many bullets it holds in a magazine, and how you, you use that weapon uh, you know, uh, in real life. Yeah. There's many movies that they do not use guns realistically. Okay. And they're hard to watch for me. Okay. You're like, no way. You yeah. The, yeah. That. You can't do that. You can't like, cont that, that magazine only has 30 bullets in it. You've clearly shot 200. You know, I can, yeah. I can accept like 50, but 200. That's you, you so just, much. You got to reload, you know, whatever. It's gratuitous. And so like John Wick, uh -huh. very realistic. Yeah. Um, the Bourne movies, oh, Bourne yeah. Identity and those, uh -huh. he does a great job. And then um, I'm not a huge fan of Liam Neeson. Because he uses guns in all of his movies, but he's against gun rights. But I will watch huh. all of the Taken movies Interesting. because he, he uses a gun correctly yes. in the Taken movies. Oh, cool. Uh, so, so it's like re-watching some of those. And then I'm a huge fan of the Avengers, like all of them. Okay. Marvel stuff. Yeah. Okay. And so when I'm like, I earned this yeah. and I kind of feel guilty doing it, it's that. It's sitting on the couch, mm -hmm. being lazy, yep. eating salsa and Ooh, chips yeah. on the couch, watching, you know, a movie or a TV show or something. Yeah. Netflix, Hulu. 
Okay. That's what it is. Awesome. Joe, um, you, you've had a long week. Uh-huh. You mowed the lawn by yourself. Oh, boy. You have had to, with Frodo, you've had to take the, the jacket on and off. Yeah. His thunder jacket. Yeah. Several times. You have done shows and weddings and, and helped fill in at different areas. Mm-hmm. And you get home and you're like, I deserve this. Yeah. What is your, what is your guilty pleasure? Well, my guilty pleasure is to really lean into my day off. You know, like you said, it's, um, I'll, I'll want to watch something on the TV, usually mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. It could be, it could be an adult cartoon. It could be an action movie. It's either got to be funny or things have to be exploding with really, <laughs> oh, I so really, relate to that. really accurate kung fu moves. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. got to be on. That's got to be something. Then I like to buy like um, high-end smokables. I'll call them. Okay. Okay, we'll call it that. Um, I like to smoke. You know, I like to smoke a, a medicinal amount of of smokables. And I also like to mix those into certain food products uh, called edible. Like you could, it, you would even call this an edible food item. Right. And um, I, w- I like to smoke, I like to eat an edible, and I like to drink like a really, just no ice, no mixer, no nothing, just glass of scotch. Just, just to sip it. Scotch, just, scotch, scotch. Just a scotchy, scotch, scotch. Yeah. And uh, my, my, my favorite is Johnny Red. Just, it's not, not very expensive. And I've tried the very, very expensive ones. Because people, they learn that I like scotch, and so they'll, you know, they'll, they'll yep. let me try yep. the expensive stuff. And I go, oh, that's so great, and this and that. But if I'm ordering it, even if I have the money, you know, I will just order the Johnny Red. So I like to um, relax myself. I like to um, watch some TV. And I like to, um, yeah, just be one with the universe. Just, just veg. Just become a vegetable. Yeah. With the help of vegetation, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> yeah, I understand. That's I understand. That, um, maybe that. to lead in a little bit more to keep it still kid friendly. You have your green card. Yes, I yeah. have a and card. You used to help people get not, their green card. Not only do I have a green thumb. I also have my green card, and so um, everything that I do is on the up and up and legal, and I use it um, because of my time in the military. So I feel yeah. I feel no no shame, but I also don't want to sound like I'm uh, trying to advertise. Well, and on that note, like it's actually a hard thing to publicly talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would I would imagine it's a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to compare it to like me saying that I'm a pastor. Okay. But very similar. Like it's, when you say, like, I have my green card, people, or I'm a musician, or I'm yeah. a pastor, yeah. or uh, what are some other things like that? Like, I'm a roofer. I'm yep. a lineman. Yep. I'm a rancher. Like, they, like they, so many of these labels they assume things paint about you. a picture about you. And so there could be listeners that this is their first time hearing this, and you're like, yeah. shucks. Here's the thing, guys. And I want to talk to you guys that are, like, you know, surprised at me. Yeah. Like, I want you to just, like, think about all the other things you know about me. You know, I can get up at 5 a.m. I can meet Brian at the gym. I can I can take an instrument that I've never played before, and in four weeks, I'm playing that thing. You know, I can 
I can decide that I want to become a musician, make a plan, quit my right. job. Um, I've I've done everything from sold cars. I've been a geologist in the in the oil field. I've been a. Um, I wish to talk about that. It's pretty funny. Um, I An have, executive director for more than one nonprofit. That's right. I've served as on the board as president of boards. I've been the executive director, like you said. I've managed to think. I've been a project manager of things. You know, of of. Um, federal grants state grants I can write grants if you need me to write a grant you know what I mean right. so what I'm trying to do is um, I'm trying to I'm trying to get rid of that stigma you know because the stigma of someone who does what I do you know in, in con, you know um, when we're talking about the green stuff it's yeah I get it you know it's it's um, there's a certain stigma to it but I none of those can you apply to me like I'm not lazy I don't just only eat brownies all day. I mean, I like a couple brownies. You know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I'm in shape. Uh, I take. I pay all my bills on time. I, my kids like me. I'm in their life. You know. <laughs> so I want to. I want to add to that too. Is like um, I, I mentioned a couple podcasts ago. I can't remember um, my my two and a half three year hiatus from drinking alcohol. Yeah. And the reason was that um, alcohol is is a demise of so many families and lives in the United States and then it's also then celebrated uh-huh. right it's a celebrated drug but then also it's a trigger for many people it can be a trigger so the reason I stopped the 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 first reason was I could have children in my home that were abused in some form or neglected because their their parents were using alcohol right and it's a large reason why I have a job today in a nonprofit that's recruiting foster families is mm-hmm. because people get DUIs and their children end up in, in foster care. They, they oh, drink yeah. and, and abuse their family. Or they're out trying to get money and they neglect their children because they're trying to get money for alcohol. You know, whatever that may be. Yeah. And so I have a huge, like, um, I don't know, uh, hole in my sock mm-hmm. <laughs> for for alcohol yeah. and how we celebrate it in this country and how it's it's so cool and if you don't drink I used to and I shared this before but I, I had to like explain why I wasn't drinking because most people that don't drink in the United States that are of age have a drinking problem mm-hmm. like they've been an alcoholic mm-hmm. and so you have to explain like no I'm not an alcoholic I haven't been addicted to alcohol I'm just trying this thing and you know whatever and you had to like give this like elevator speech every time someone offered you a drink and you said no yeah but why and so now when you're explaining that you have a green card and for medicinal purposes this helps you relax Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have zero stories out of two years working in well five years being in the foster world Mm -hmm. that one of the children was has entered into foster care because their parents smoked marijuana Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Zero families destroyed, zero car accidents, Yep. and for whatever reason, it's illegal. And I would mainly blame corporations, right? Like tobacco is legal, but it like destroys you. Yeah. And alcohol is illegal, but it destroys you and your family and, and your driving ability and, and impairs everything. Right. And uh, I, I did have uh, not my official green card, but I pretended like I did when I was in high school. Uh-huh. And my grower's card, whatever that was. I did that in my closet. Okay. And so I have experience in this realm. I don't currently have my green card. Um, and, uh, and so, and I do remember that, um, I don't know if she wants me sharing this, but I'm going to anyway. My wife got her green card a few years ago um, because she was diagnosed with... <laughs> 
she was diagnosed with MS about seven years ago. Uh-huh. And there were certain pains and things that her nerves were doing, and we didn't have a medication that could help with that. And mm. so she wanted to try. Yeah. It ended yeah. up not working. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she did try it. We went, we went down that route, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, like, we had to go through... Whenever your licensed foster parent, the state comes and inspects your home every six months. Mm-hmm. They did not care if we had alcohol in the home. But if we had a green card and medicinal vegetables, mm-hmm. we had to have them locked in a safe. And that safe needed to be hidden and we had to have, you know, code. And so we had to go buy a safe. We had to put that away. But we could have as much wine and beer all over the house as we wanted and didn't have to have it locked up. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's just weird. And so yeah. it's this whole thing. And I don't want to, you know, we. this is the horse. We beat it. It's not going to be a dead horse. But um, let's, not, let's not judge Joe because of how he has his guilty pleasure. Yeah, man. Because I, cool. I feel that he is a functioning men, member of society that is a good parent and husband and is getting after it. Yeah, check and, me out. And, man, there's there's some people maybe even listening to this podcast that, that have other addictions that are much more dangerous. Yeah. And harming to their family. And this is not even an addiction for you. No. This is just a thing you partake in. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and is your guilty pleasure. So yeah. anyway, let's let's move on. We've finished. Um, wait a minute. Do we know what your guilty pleasure is? We already. Yeah, did yeah. That. We went. We, we did that first. We 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 went over my guilty pleasure first, and then we went on to yours. Cool. And so, so we, we are, are we are finished. Is there a song that we could play or something that that like oh, you like know, ex- uh, expresses the, our gratitude? <laughs> That's good. It took us two episodes and almost three hours mm-hmm. to finish our speed round, formerly known as speed round, 10 questions. Uh, Steve, this one's for you, buddy. <laughs> I, my buddy Steve uh, gave us some advice that if we're going to call it a speed round, we should probably go faster. <laughs> so that's why we changed the name. And so, Steve, this is for you, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah. We finished the not speed round. We finished a round of questions that we asked each other. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's going to be about it for this podcast. Uh, Live on location at Mighty Mo, world famous Mighty Mo, where we have um, Brooks and Emily Lindquist downstairs. And they, um, we actually even talked about them on the podcast about Volta. Yeah, man. And so, Brooks, I'm going to make sure I say hi to him before we leave. But, uh, yeah, this, that's, that was the point of this. And so, again, if this ends up being a bonus episode, thank you all for sharing your toot your own horns on social media. We appreciate If this you. ends up being episode 26, we still love you. <laughs> we do love you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't at all do an, an elk call, man. That's unfair. Um, and yeah, is there anything else we need to tell everybody? I mean, as always, we appreciate you sharing. Sharing is caring. Oh, we picked up the coffee. It's in our hot little hands. Oh, it is in our hands. It is in our hands. So if you haven't ordered yet, order now because we're gonna run out soon. Yeah, you can have it. We can. I'll just bring. If you're in Great Falls, one of us can just bring it to yeah. you. Yeah, with within 12 hours of your request, yeah. you will have coffee in hand. Mm-hmm. And if I mean, if we want me to bring it to your office. I'll like grind it for you if you want. Just be like, yeah, because it's, it's in whole bean form. Whole that should be known. It's, it's in whole bean. You so, gotta have a grinder. So if you don't, let us know. 
You have a grinder? I got a grinder. Yeah, I have a grinder at home as well. So maybe we can we grind could, it for you. Maybe we could pre-grind for sure. Yeah, you let us know. Yeah, we'll have a few bags pre-ground. You got to let us know though. If you don't, if you say nothing, you're getting whole beans. Whole beans, which is preferred. It is the preferred. Once you grind it, the amount of of time it will last without losing flavor and and freshness goes down much quicker. In whole bean form, it lasts a lot longer. Yes, it does. And uh, the, we use black bags because light affects the freshness as well. Yeah, and this, so this bean is going to be so pristine. Mm. It's like a miracle of nature. I would actually recommend somebody out there um, taking the beans and coating them in chocolate and letting us know how that is, uh, how that tastes. If I can figure out how to do that, I might do that. Yeah. And we'll have that for the and next we could, guest. And we could munch, munch on some coffee beans in, in chocolate. Ooh, yep. that would be good. Dang it. I feel like I wanted to do a little teaser about some upcoming guests um, because I was thinking... It's okay. Yeah, it's not going to yeah, we don't. We don't have to tease. We don't have to tease. We do have some guests coming up. Also, the side, the side reason, we're going to let you behind the curtains. Um, the side reason for us not having any guests on right now is we wanted to watch the demographics yeah. and the analytics and see what happens to the podcast. If it continues to grow, even without guests, and we, as we've already explained, to help Joe and I practice um, yeah. our dialogue, introductions, transitions, moving along. And, and I think it's working. It's almost like a business meeting that we're having. You know, we're, we're talking, we're having a conversation, but we're also trying to get familiar with the gear that we have. Yep. Talk yep. about certain sound bites we want to have, certain segments we want to bring up, and right. certain people we want to highlight in our community and um, the state or region at large. So thanks for listening in to this, this process. You know, we're not trying to make a podcast about podcasts. But as we let you behind the curtain, you know, we hope that it's interesting for you. Yeah. And you, and you get to learn a little bit of stuff, whether you use that knowledge or not. You, the main thing is, is you can be at a, a football party eating nachos and the, the nice or maybe like a chip and a nice dip of some sort. Oh, yeah. And, and when someone's like, oh, I was thinking about starting a podcast, you can have so much information for them. Oh, yeah. And whether it's right or wrong, you can be like, oh, I heard this on a podcast. I heard it on a podcast. And if you want to talk about music, if you want to talk about hunting, if you want to talk about many of the, the different things we've talked about, we've, we're giving you those words. I do have a teaser. Ooh, it, teaser coming in. It's not about um, upcoming guests. Teaser coming in. Sound effect. Random one. Oh, it's, it's muted. What is that sound effect? I'm not sure. <laughs> that was a random sound effect for teaser coming in. Teaser coming in hot. And so I had a, I had a thought when I was driving over here is that I, I could bring my beloved Gibson. Uh-huh. I could be sitting here with it, maybe in like the church setting, maybe like one of our quiet, a quieter setting, quieter settings. Yeah. And I could, um, I could like have little background music things like, hey, can you want to play us out? And I'll just like start strumming something. But I thought that would be like fun for me just to try to see if we could do it because if we can get it from me into this little device recording as we're recording and talking, I think I can easily get a guest to come in with their guitar. Oh, gotcha. We talk to them and, oh, they, yeah. and they're like, well, here's a, here's a song and they can play it live and we can have it live recorded, but it'll all sound so good. Yeah, we're going to do that. It'll be great. We're going to do that. Okay. okay. Cool. So keep All listening. Right. We're going to be including music, like it's almost like a regular radio radio show. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. To tie this in a bow, sharing is caring. Writing a review is like giving us a personal back rub. Oh, it feels good. 
toot your own horn. Share, share <laughs> something that you're doing on social media. We'll give you a shout-out here. If you write a review, we'll give you a shout-out here. That's right. Buy some coffee. All of the things. All of the things. We love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the investment of time. The most important investment you can make in life is what you do in your time. And we appreciate your investment of time. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.